Um, but why don't we just give her a round of applause as she comes to share the word this morning. Thank you, Seth. Oh, it's so awesome to be with you guys this morning. How's everybody doing? Good. Everyone sounds awake. Um, yeah, as Seth mentioned, we just recently had our light party. And I think you guys do one here as well. Yeah? The light party? Yes, yeah, cool. But actually, I, my husband and I, and I think our volunteers, we're like still recovering from it. All those kids, I don't even know how we managed to fit all of them at our church. And I think we blew up like over a thousand balloons. And before the event even started, we all like had lost our breath from blowing up all those balloons. So we have a lot of fun. But I'm so blessed to be with you guys this morning. And I love what you guys are doing here, celebrating all the kids and kids leaders at your church. It's such an important thing to do, right? And um, I actually haven't been to a church before where that you guys just pretty much put a whole day aside to celebrate the kids. What a um, party church. I love it. And it's, by the way, it's so good to see people just laughing and having fun in the house of God, you know, because nowadays um, people think that church is meant to be boring, and they say the joy of the Lord is their strength, but they've got absolutely no smile on their face, so it's so good to see you guys laughing and having fun, but I just wanted to take a moment and honor your amazing pastors, Pastor Seth and Debbie. You guys are so blessed to have them as your pastors, and I really mean that. You guys are two incredible people, and I love what you guys are doing here. Such a family vibe at your church, and um, I don't know if you noticed, but I really feel at home here. I was just getting my coffee, and um, I'm probably going to move the pulpit so I feel more at home because I get that vibe here from you guys. And So can we put our hands together and just honor your amazing pastors? Awesome. Fantastic. And um, yeah, as uh, Seth mentioned, so my husband and I, we are the young adults and children's pastors at Elam and Uriwa. So it was a bit of a drive this morning, but great drive. And um, we don't have our own kids yet, but we do, we do feel like we've got like 80 of our own kids at our church. And um, they drive us a little bit crazy, but it's fine. We're still... Uh, we still love what we do, but I'm really excited to share um, this word that God's put on my heart today for you guys. And just to warn you, I am South African. And so South African people, we get very passionate. We get very loud. And so I get excited about the word of God. So before we start this morning, why don't we just pray? Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, that your presence is here this morning. Holy Spirit, we want you here. God, we thank you that your word has the power to change us and transform us. We thank you that there's power in your word. And Father, I pray this morning that it wouldn't be my word, but it would be your word. We thank you that it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. And so God, I pray that you'd bless every person here this morning. I pray that every one of us would leave faith-filled. In Jesus' name, everyone said... Amen and amen. Well, why don't you turn to the person next to you, give them a high five and say, you're in the right place this morning. Say it with passion like you really mean it. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, I remember when um, my husband, Andy, and I, um, we were asked to become the children's pastors at Elam Manurewa. And when we were asked to become the uh, children's pastors, we were in shock that our pastors asked us because we were thinking that we were like the last two on the list that he would ask. We were like, no, um, Pastor Boyd and Shaz, you guys have asked the wrong two people, okay? It's all going to go downhill from here. Because we were thinking, we don't even have any of our own kids, and you want us to look after like 80 other kids at our church? So we were like, God, this only has to be you if you want us to do this. But, you know, God's so funny how he always works, right? 
Because whenever God calls you to do something, He'll always equip you for the task. And so as we prayed, and we really felt led by God to say yes to being the children's pastors. And, you know, as we um, prayed about becoming the children's pastors, God gave us such a passion for children. And He gave us His heart for His children. You know, when God gives you His heart for kids, you'll never look at kids the same because they are so important to God. And He showed us that, you know, our investment in the kids and kids leaders and um, even parents and everyone who gets involved in kids, you know, the impact that we have is eternal in the kingdom of God. And we get to help shape the lives of the future leaders. I call them the future world changers. And so we've been the children's pastors at Illuminaria for a few years now, and um, we've survived, praise the Lord. And the kids, no, we haven't lost too many kids yet, thank God. They've just driven us a little bit crazy, but we love it. And, you know, in our time of being the children's pastors, we've seen God do amazing things. And like Steph mentioned, our light party, you know, it's been so awesome to see God do that. Honestly, that only is glory to God. That's one of those miracles where you know God had to be a part of that. And um, with the light party, we've been running that for about two years now at our church. And um, if you don't know, a light party, it's actually a positive alternative to Halloween. And so it's for the kids and all the families and the community. And um, on this day, um, my husband, he used to actually actually be a policeman, and he used to actually be a policeman in the North Shore. That sounds a bit scary, I know, but... <laughs> and um, so when he was a policeman, he actually found out that it's one of the highest crime days um, of the year. And so this is because on Halloween, the kids, they go door knocking and on strangers' doors. And so the light party that we host at our church is it's a way to get kids off the street, to keep them safe, and it's a way to still shine Jesus in their lives. And so the reason I share this with you is because um, the reason why we had 4,000 people at our community event, it's because of kids, because this is a kids' event. You know, through the kids, we were able to shine God's light to 4,000 people in our community. Through the kids, we were able to show the unchurched people in South Auckland who God is. And you know, kids, they play such an important part in the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, the importance of kids in the kingdom of God. I just want to take a moment to share with you a couple of eye-opening statistics about why teaching kids about God is so important. Did you know that there is a 10-year window of opportunity between ages 4 to 14 years that a person is most open to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Statistics show that 85% of those who believe in Christ came to know the Lord between the ages of 4 and 14. By the time a child is 7 years of age, their basic moral foundation has already been formed. By the, time, by the age of a 13-year-old, a person has irrevocably formed the majority of their beliefs about the nature of God. You see, there's a season in a person's life where they are most open to learning about God, to loving God. And this is when kids are young. And see, these statistics, they show us that what we invest into our kids today while they are young matters. These statistics show us that building a relationship for God with our kids while they are young is so important. You know, we can never underestimate what God can do in the lives of kids, right? Do you believe that? Amen. You know, kids, they are the future. They are our future world changers. You know, they are the ones that will continue to build the kingdom of God if we do our part by investing well into them. I love the story that's found in the Bible of Jesus where he blesses the children. And this story is found in Matthew 19, 13. And I'll read it out. It says, The people brought the little children to Jesus for him to bless, for him to place his hands on them and to pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Everybody say, But the disciples. 
And Jesus said, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these and see, this is such a beautiful picture and such a beautiful example of God's heart for children. Children are so important to God. And, you know, in this story, we see that the King of Kings, Jesus, he, was, um, he had a busy schedule. He had lots going on. He was going out. He was healing the sick. He was doing amazing things for God. He was performing miracles. He was doing all these incredible things. And he had a busy day going on, and he probably stopped at McDonald's, I reckon, if it was back in the Bible times, to get a Big Mac combo to help him out with all of his busyness so that he didn't have to make himself some food. That's just my translation of the Bible. When I read it, I always think of McDonald's. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyways, and you know, we see Jesus in the midst of all of the, the busyness, the King of Kings, he stopped to spend time with the kids. He stopped to bless the children. And they are so important to God. And so they need to be important to us. And this is why I love what you guys are doing here today, honoring the kids and honoring your kids' leaders. And, you know, I just want to say as well, kids' ministry and kids' programs, it is not babysitting. You know, many people think that, right, that it's babysitting, but it's so not that. It's raising up the next generation of leaders. That's why it's so awesome that we make sure that our kids get to church every Sunday. And this is what it says in Psalms 127, verse 3. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children are a blessing and a gift from God, even though they can drive us a little bit crazy at times. They are still a blessing and a gift from God. You know, regardless of their age, I believe they can make such a difference. You know, in our kids' programs, I'm always amazed by the kids. Like, they teach me so much. You know, I believe that we have some of the best evangelists in our children's ministry. You know, we've got these two um, young girls and their sisters in our children's ministry, and they just love inviting all, the, um, all their friends in their neighborhood and their schools to church. And, like, almost every Sunday, they have brought new friends to our church. They're constantly inviting new friends to our church, and I'm challenging and encouraged by them. And you know, the kids in our church, they actually have a competition with who's going to invite the most kids to church. I'm like, imagine if us adults did that. You know, we can learn so much from kids. And this year, we've been so blessed because we were able to launch our first ever children's worship team at our church. And so the worship team, it's just made up fully of kids. And so we've got young worship leaders, we've got young musicians, we've got people who play the drums, um, piano, we've got all of that. And this is all kids. And um, they are so amazing at what they do when they get involved in this team. And I think they actually take it more serious than like what the adults take it in their worship team. <laughs> they get so into it. We're like, okay, calm down. You're doing a great job, let's calm down. <laughs> and, um, you know, if their parents get them late to a worship practice, oh my goodness, you should see the kids' faces. They are not happy at their parents. They take it serious. But what I love about this is that we see kids leading all the other children in our kids' programs into the presence of God. We see kids leading all of the kids in our programs to experience God's love, to encounter God. Whoever said that it has to be adults, right, that have to lead um, people into the presence of God. It can be kids as well. Never underestimate what God can do in the lives of kids. And this morning, I just want to share just a couple of things to help us to continue to raise up our children. You may not be a parent, but I believe this will still be for you maybe in the future or if you've got kids around you. But we've all got kids around us and we can all sow some seed into their lives to help them live out the purpose-filled, abundant life that God has created them to be. Do you believe that? Amen. And so my first point for this morning is, so now. Everybody say, so now. so now. 
Galatians 6, 7 says, what you sow, you will reap. And the Oxford Dictionary describes the word sow to do something which will eventually bring out a particular result. And in reality, sowing is, it's sowing is it's putting seeds into soil so that the plant can grow. And it's the same with what we do in the lives of our kids. You know, we're putting seeds into their lives so that they can grow and become all that God's created them to be. What you sow into the kids' lives today, they'll reap in the future. I want to ask you today, what are you sowing into the lives of the kids around you? When we sow Christ-like values, they'll reap that in their lives. When we sow bad fruit, they'll have the consequences of that in their lives. We need to be intentional with what we're sowing into the lives of our kids. I want to ask you, what kind of environment are you sowing into the kids around you? What's the atmosphere of your home like for the kids around you? We need to make sure that the atmospheres that we're sowing into the kids around us are always filled of faith, love, encouragement, fun, celebration, like what you're doing here today. It's awesome. And um, good food. Good food's always good in the home, right? Amen. Yes. You know, what we sow into our kids' lives can either make a good impact or a bad impact. And for a moment, I just want to focus on the power of words that we speak over children. I want to ask you, what words are you sowing over the kids around you? You know, in Proverbs, it tells us that the, our words that we speak out, it has the power to either bring life or death. You know, God created the world because of the words that he spoke out. You know, our words, they have prophetic power. What we say out will happen. When we speak our victory, victory will happen. When we speak defeat, defeat will happen. What we speak over the kids in our lives today, they'll reap it in the future. You know, sadly, there are many kids who've had words of death spoken over them, and they've gone many years with those words that they've been carrying in their lives, and they've actually believed those words that were spoken over them. You know, I hear stories time and time again of kids who had words that were spoken over them that weren't good, and there's been bad effects in their lives because of these words that were spoken over them. Even today, there's adults who are still carrying the words that were spoken over them when they were young. Imagine the change that can happen in people's lives when we speak words of life over them from a young age. We need to speak life over our kids. Somebody say life. Amen. A few weeks ago, I was listening to a, a pastor and minister named Priscilla Shearer. Anyone here know Priscilla Shearer? Debbie and Joe, woo-hoo, yay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my husband knows so much about Priscilla Shearer because I'm always watching her. I know her whole life story. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was listening to her the other day and um, she's an amazing woman of God. She travels the world and she preaches the gospel and she um, has given out lots of incredible Bible studies and she's doing incredible things in the kingdom of God. And um, I was watching a video of, of hers online and some people asked her, they said to her, what would be your advice to parents who are raising up children? Because she has three boys of her own. And they asked her for some advice with raising up kids in a godly way in the world today because if we're honest you know it's quite hard nowadays to raise up our kids in the ways of the Lord with what's happening in the world and I love Priscilla Shearer's um, responses and one of the things that stood out to me about what she said she does is that she says that every day before her boys leave the house she'll place her hand over them and she'll just begin to speak life over them and she'll say to her son she'll say son you're a man of integrity you're a man of faith you're a man of wisdom you are generous you are loved you are blessed you are faithful 
wavered. You know where I'm going. She just begins to speak life and life over her sons. And as she's speaking this life over her sons, her sons are just rolling their eyes going, yes, mom, we believe it. And But, you know, as silly as that sounds, and what she's doing, speaking life over them every day before they leave their home, you know, she believes that one day they'll look in the mirror and they'll believe what their crazy mom spoke over them and said over them. Because there's power in the words that we speak over our kids. There's power in the words that we speak in our lives. What we say out will happen. We need to sow words of life over our kids and over ourselves. And my next point for this morning is reap later. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. You see, what you put into something is what you're going to get out, right? You see, if you go to McDonald's, McDonald's is just on the radar today. I'm probably just a bit hungry. I don't know. <laughs> but if you go to McDonald's and you go and you get a Big Mac, well, the truth is you're going to possibly put on those extra pounds because it's not healthy for you. You know, I know for me, when I'm looking for um, good home decor, I know I'm going to go to Kmart. I probably spent way too much time at Kmart. Pray for my husband because I spent like, yeah, I spent too much time at Kmart. And so I know where I'm going to get what it is that I want. You know, it's the same in our lives though. What we put into something is what we're going to get out. You know, if you want to have a great marriage, well, you're going to have to invest into your marriage. It's the same with us and our kids. What we sow into their lives, we will reap that in the future. You know, as we sow the Word of God in their lives, we'll reap the fruit of the Word of God in their lives. You know, just like people would use a compass to show them the direction on their path and show them where they're going on their journey. The Bible, this is our um, direction. This is what shows us which way to go. And we need to make sure that we're showing our children the Word of God, that we're teaching our children the Word of God and making this be the standard that they live, live by. This be the, the compass in their lives. When they don't know which way to go, they look to the Word of God. When they don't know to take a left, to take a right, they look to the Word of God. And the Word of God will show them everything that they need. You see, what you, what you sow in, you will reap. You know, I believe that as we are diligent in sowing the Word of God into our kids' lives, you know, one day in their lives when they may be going through something and things may not be so good, you see, they'll remember Jeremiah 29, 11, and that it says that God has plans that are good for them and not to harm them. They'll remember what the Word of God says about them. You see, as they're going throughout their lives and they may be facing trouble, as we sow the Word into them, they'll remember what it says in the Word. In Psalm 91, it says, God is my helper, that God will protect them, that they are victorious in Jesus' name, that the devil is under their feet. You see, whatever they're going through in their lives as they're growing up and maybe when they need financial help and they need financial provision, they'll remember what the Word of God says. In Philippians 4.13 that it says, He'll supply all of their needs. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. You see, when the devil tries to put fear into their lives when they're going throughout their journeys, they'll remember that 2 Timothy 1.7 says that God has not given them a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. You see, when they may make mistakes on their journeys as they're growing up, they'll remember what the Word of God says. Romans 8 where it says that nothing and no one can separate us from the love of God. If you believe that, would you say amen? You see, whatever their need may be in their lives, as we sow the Word of God, it will come out at the right time. They'll remember that as I put God first, as I seek first the kingdom of God, everything else will be added. They'll remember He is my joy he is my strength. He is my hope. He is a miracle-working God. Though things may look impossible, I serve the God who makes all things possible. 
So I want to encourage you today. Let's be people that make the Bible the compass in our kids' lives and in our lives as well. Amen. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train a child up in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I love this verse because I know that, you know, um, in life, you know, sometimes I've, I've heard many parents talk about how, you know, they've sown into their kids' lives um, godly ways and then their kids may go away from God. But, you know, this verse here tells us that the seeds that we sow into our kids' lives, you know, they're in God's hands and God will bring them back to the kingdom of God at the right time. So when they, when they go astray, when they may rebel, when things go wrong, we can just trust in God's word that he'll bring them back at the right time. They're in God's hands. You know, in my life, I've seen the power of sowing and reaping. You see, um, my parents, from when I was a young girl, they taught me about the power of prayer. And in my home, prayer was a really important part of our home. And when I grew up with my family, you know, every night we'd come together and we'd pray together as a family. And I saw my parents, I didn't just hear them talk about prayer. I saw them when we faced challenges, when we faced obstacles. And this was in South Africa. And even as we moved to New Zealand, when hard times came our way, I saw my parents that they would get on their knees and they would pray. And they would always go back to the power of prayer. And um, from a young girl, I've loved to pray because my parents have sown this inside of me, the power of prayer. And prayer's actually gotten me in trouble at times because I get so passionate about prayer. And when I was young, I wanted to pray for everybody around me and um, I got in some trouble at times. And um, when I would pray and I was young, I'd, when we're praying over the food, I'd, I'd begin to pray for the birds, the trees, the people in China, the whole world. And then my family members and everyone say, stop it, we're all hungry. Don't pray so long. And I learned an important lesson when I was young to don't pray long prayers over food. Everybody's hungry. So pray as fast as you can. But, you know, from young, my parents, they've sown the power of prayer in my life. And I've seen miracles and mir after miracles happen because of the power of prayer, because of the seed that they planted in my life. You know, a few years ago, my sister, she was diagnosed with cancer. And this was a really hard time for my family and I to see my sister go through this cancer. But we were reminded of the power of prayer again. Reminded that nothing was impossible for God. And as a family, we came together and we prayed and we believed that God would heal my sister. And by the grace of God, she's now cancer-free. No cancer in her body. Can we give God some glory? He's a, a miracle-working God. He's so good. But, you know, it goes back to the seeds that are planted. During that time, our first response was to pray because I've seen that modeled by my parents in my life. You know, I can think of many times when my husband and I, with our lives, we faced um, struggle, challenge, hard times. And I'll just remember from when I was a young girl, I saw my parents going on their knees and praying. And I just know that that's my first response to anything. I'll just pray and God will make a way. We'll pray until something happens. And, you know, um, I can think of times in our lives as well where um, we, we were praying and we were believing for God to do a miracle. And, you know, because my husband and I, we had actually left, um, this is actually not in my notes, but I'm just going to share it. I feel need to share it. <laughs> yeah, my husband and I, a few years ago, we had both left our full-time jobs. So as I mentioned, my husband used to be a policeman and I was studying beauty and we felt the call of God. And so we left our full-time jobs to come into ministry to do what we're doing now. And it was a real faith step and we just trusted in God. And the truth is it wasn't easy, but it was so worth it. And, you know, we had to just walk by faith and God's been so faithful time and time again. And, you know, we've had moments where we said to God, God, how are we going to pay for our bills? 
how we're going to put food on the table, how we're going to pay for the things that we need to have in our lives. And we've seen the miraculous hand of God move in our lives because of the power of prayer. I can think of times when we opened up the Word of God and we said, God, your Word says you'll provide. And then we'd get envelopes of money just rocking up at our doorstep anonymously with money in it. Envelopes of money would come to our office um, anonymously from people for us. And at the right time, God would put money into our bank account and um, one of my favorite things that God did was one time, my husband and I, we were in the grocery store and we didn't really know how we were going to pay for our groceries. So we were literally walking by faith. We were like, God, you're somehow going to provide while we're in this grocery store. We didn't know, but we're just trusting. And so we literally were getting all of our groceries, putting everything in the, in the trolley. And we didn't have money um, to even get these groceries. So we were just putting everything in, the two-minute noodles, the coffee, whatever, all of our things that we love, putting it all in the trolley. And then we're getting closer and closer to the, um, the checkout we were going to pay and we still had no idea how we're going to pay for our money, for our groceries. And so as we get closer and closer, we're thinking, Lord, anytime now, we're like just about to pay for these groceries. And then literally, as we start putting out our groceries on the, um, what do you call those things? Counter. Counter, yes. Putting our groceries on the counter. And then a lady, she comes running in and she says, this is for you. And she just gave us the money at the right time, at the exactly how much we needed. So I just want to say that God is so faithful. He always provides at the right time. And where he guides, he'll always provide. And we've seen the, see, as I said, we've seen the power of prayer. And I just want to say that what you sow, you will reap. And so what you sow into your kids' lives, it will be reaped in their future. And this morning, I just want to finish off by, uh, my last point for this morning is to have childlike faith. So just believe. Matthew 18, 3 says this, and he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like, the ch like little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of God. I love that we can learn from children. They're always teaching me things about my life and challenging me and convicting me at times as well. I love learning from them. And, you know, this is one incredible thing that we can learn from children is to just believe. You know, if God says he'll do it, he will do it. To have childlike faith like children. I can think of many times when I've been in our kids' program in Power Zone, and I've been preaching to our kids there, and I've, I'll say to them, okay, who here wants to give their life to Jesus? And everyone will pick up their hand, hands right up. And I'm pretty sure these kids have given their hearts to Jesus every single Sunday of their whole year, but they'll just put their hands up again. And you know, I can think of other times as well when we've been preaching at um, our one conference, Elam conference to the kids, and we'll say to them, who here believes that God can save all of the people in your neighborhood and your community? And they'll all say, yes, 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 no doubt. They'll just believe. That's childlike faith, just believing, not doubting. And I can think of other times when we said, you know, who believes that God can do a miracle, that God can heal your mom, that God can bring healing, that all the kids will be jumping up and down saying, yes, 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 they can do it. I love their childlike faith. And then when I asked them, who yet wants some lollies? Then the faith went to a whole nother level. I shouldn't have asked that one. They went crazy after that. But you know, God wants us to just believe you know, when we just believe, amazing things can happen. When we just believe, miracles will happen. When we just believe, breakthrough will happen. When we just believe that God can do it, doors will open. When we just believe, prayers will be answered. When we just believe, it will amaze you what God will do. So I want to encourage somebody today. I feel that like this is for somebody. God is just saying to you, would you just believe that He can do it, that He can answer your prayer, that He can provide for you in that area, that He'll give you that miracle that you're needing? Let's have childlike faith. 
And as I come to a finish right now, just want to encourage us again that children, they're such a gift from God. They are a blessing from God. And, you know, they are such an important part of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God can't happen without children. They play such a huge part in God's kingdom. They are the next generation of leaders. And what we sow now, they will reap in the future. You know, and I believe that as we sow now the right seeds, you know, we're going to see great young men and women of God rise up and become all that God has created them to be because they are the future world changers. You see, I believe that they are the future pastors. They are the people in the future that are going to make a difference. They are our future teachers. You know, I believe that the kids that we raise up in the kingdom of God, they're not just going to be ordinary teachers wherever they are. No, no, they're going to be anointed teachers, spreading the gospel in their schools, making a difference wherever they are. I believe that God's going to raise up our young men and women of God in kids' church and power zone to be doctors and, you know, to um, bring cures for diseases and that God's going to use them to make a difference. They are the future world changers, future policemen that God will use to make a difference in communities. They are the future writers, future singers, future artists, future creatives. They are the future leaders and they'll make a mark in our world for God. They will advance the kingdom of God for the glory of God's name. But it all starts with us, what we sow into them today and they'll reap that in the future. And I wanna encourage us today with that to sow now, reap later, and today for you and your kids, just believe. Somebody say, just believe. Do you receive that this morning? Amen and amen. Well, um, I'm just gonna take a moment to pray, but as I was praying into today, I did feel led by God to be able to open up the floor for anyone who would like some prayer afterwards. And so if you would love prayer afterwards, I'd love to pray with you and um my husband as well would be happy to pray with you as well even if it's just for praying for you for 2019 or maybe there's a miracle you're believing for or whatever it is we'd love to pray for you so the floor will be open for that if you want to come on up and do that but right now I'm just going to pray thank you God Father, we give you all the praise and the glory in this place this morning. Father, we thank you for the gift of children, for the blessings in our lives. Father, we thank you. They are the future world changers. God, we thank you that they will make a difference in our world. I thank you, God, that it all starts in children's church, that it all starts in our homes, that, God, you're going to rise them up to be great, mighty men and women of God. And, Father, I declare that over the kids here in Powers on at this church, that you'll raise them up and they'll live purpose-filled, abundant lives for your glory. That God, that they will walk in your purpose, they'll walk in faith, that God, your hand will be upon them, you'll use them in a mighty way in New Zealand, in this nation. I thank you that your hand is upon the children at this church. And I just want to pray over our children's church here, Lord God, that you'll continue to bless it, continue to favor it. I thank you for increase over children's church in Jesus' name. And I thank you for this church where you've placed it, Lord God, that you've still got more that's going to come here. I thank you, God, for increase over our church as well, and for North Shore Island, Lord God. Thank you that you've got so much more ahead of them. I thank you that no eye has seen, no human mind has conceived the things that you have planned for those who love you. You're a God of more. You always have more. And so we declare that over every ministry in this church today, over the kids ministry, over voltage, over the worship, over every area, over every person today, that you would do exceedingly, abundantly above all they could ask, think or imagine. So Father, we thank you again for the testimonies to come about what you're doing in children's church, about what you're going to do at this church, God. And we believe for more, that more is to come, that greater days are still ahead. So we thank you, God, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, 
everybody who believed that said, Amen and Amen. Yeah.